This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. And I appreciate the Lord. The never-ending love of God, that's what we're enjoying. The singer said it's reckless, it's a reckless kind of love. That he doesn't, you know, he's no limits to it. That is our God. Let's take that cross again, please. Especially the part that says there's no shadow. No shadow he won't light up. No wall you won't kick it down. Lie you won't tear down. Coming after me. No shadow you won't light up. No shadow you won't light up. And mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. No wall you won't kick down. Lions you won't tear down. Coming after me. I say no shadow you won't light up. No shadow you won't light up. What report have you got from the doctors? What report have you got from you? The solicitors, what report have you got from home office? What report have you got from your supervisors? What report have you got from all around? He would tear all of those lies down, saying, No shadow, you won't light up. No mountain, you won't climb up. You are coming after me. No one can stop you. No lie will stop you. Ahead and thank the Lord who would do anything, anything, all that it takes and more just to come after us. He would do anything. If it means that He will light up a shadow, what is coming over you like a shadow? Even the shadow of death. The Bible says, all this song, this long songwriter is reminding us God would do anything. He's demonstrated it by giving us His Son. Thank God for that one thing the Lord has done for you. In fact, he has done so much. But we have reasons to thank him. Recall those testimonies again and say, Father, we thank you. Recall your own testimony again and say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for this love. The never-ending kind of love. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are truly grateful. From the bottom of our hearts, we are saying thank you. With everything in us, we are saying thank you. With every breath that you have given unto us, oh God, we are saying thank you. For the mountains that you have climbed for our sakes, oh God, we are saying thank you. For all the disasters you have averted for our sakes, we are saying thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we have not had to mourn. Father, we are grateful. Thank you, Lord Almighty, for the journey message. Your children traveled in many different directions over the past month, and you have kept everybody. We are grateful, O God. Currently, your children are traveling, and you are keeping them. We are saying thank you. For gathering us together in the house, we are saying thank you. For healing, O God, for preserving, O God, we are saying thank you. Indeed, our hearts are full of gratitude. Daddy, please receive our thanks, O God. It's indeed a great sacrifice that we bring unto you for your great love. 
Daddy, receive, oh God. Receive of us, oh God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, most high God. For in Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Amen and amen. Please, let's be seated in his presence. Hallelujah. Normally, it's the workers who will see me earlier and we share our own workers' meeting. I don't normally come up on a Sunday, but you can guess um, our senior pastor is away uh, ministering in one of our parishes in Glasgow. So as I'm ministering, please pray for me. As he's ministering over there, please remember him. And let's pray Johnny Mercies for him as well. In Jesus' name. Father, I once again stand in your presence, O God. In fact, I humbly bow before you and ask this day, O God, that the word that you have for us today, Lord, let it come with no disruptions whatsoever in the name of the Lord Jesus. Minister to your children's hearts, O God. For those who are here, for those who are listening, Lord, let your word come unto us mightily in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, as a vessel I am, O God, take hold of my tongue and speak in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, eternal Father. Even as your son, O God, has gone to another parish to minister over there as well, O God, minister through him. Let your word flow in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, most high God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Good morning, church. Okay, it's still morning before it goes into the afternoon. Hallelujah. Yesterday, the women, we were here um, for our general meeting. That's the first meeting of the year. And I'm just going to take something that I shared with the women, amongst other things, which we also shared in the workers' meeting. It's just a phrase. I will arise early. I will awake early. And that was something that, you know, I've been running with since the beginning of the year. And we took hold of that. I've shared with the workers. I've shared with the women. And I'm mentioning it here as well. Determination that this year the Lord will help us. And we shall arise early in the name of the Lord Jesus. But I've got a different topic to share with us this morning. And we're just going to go straight into the word of God. The word of God as our foundation. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, and I'm reading from verses 1 to 6, New King James Version. Now Moses was tending the, the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, 
I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Amen. What I plan to do is to look through that passage, and I've drawn out a few points. In fact, five points I drew up. But I know that as I'm sharing, the Lord is ministering to your hearts as well. And he will have more points for you. But I've got five points from that passage. And it's from the very first verse. It says, Moses came to the mountain. And so one day, another translation would say, the favorite old King James Version. So one day, Moses was tending his father-in-law's flock. And then he, fed, he was leading them to be fed. And the Bible says he got to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God. I would imagine that he's tending the flock. He's not really leading them to the mountain. But I believe that for the reason for, there was a reason for which God took him to the foot of the mountain. My first point there is that the Lord leads. The Lord led him that way. Psalm 37 verse 23. The Bible says the steps of a good man are what? They are ordered by the Lord. I implore you, as you go into this new year, tending your flock as it were, going about your daily business, may the Lord lead you. May the Lord lead me. The Lord order our steps in the way that we ought to go. In Jesus' name. The second one I picked is from verse 2. Verse 2. Thank you very much. And then it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And again I paused there. And I had a look at that. Have you noticed anything about the angel? Capital A. And I asked myself, in fact I believe, that the angel of the Lord, as it says there, means the Lord appeared to him. The first one I picked from verse 1, as I say, is God's leading. God led him to that place. In verse 2, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. God's presence. And these are the things that we'll be praying for as we go into this year. The year that God has promised us will be of great peace. We'll be looking forward to his leading. We'll be looking forward to his presence. Same verse 2. It says there, so he looked. So I've skipped a bit there. Angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, he saw something. And what struck me there, I just linked it. It's the year 2020, isn't it? 2020 vision. May the Lord open our eyes so that we will see perfect vision. In fact, I'm standing here. While I was preparing this last night, a part of me was saying, go and look for my prescription. I wonder what my vision is like. In fact, the last time they changed my glasses, oh, something has gone down again, so oh, whatever. So we have to change your prescription. But we're asking for 2020 vision in the year 2020. That as we go into this year, the Lord will open our eyes, we will see. I did a little 
read Rand White's called 2020 Vision. I won't go into that because that's not really um, part of what I want to share. But what I'm sharing that my third point is may we have perfect vision. Perfect vision in this new year. In the year 2020, in fact, for every time you remember 2020, include in all that you are remembering perfect vision. That the Lord will open our eyes and we will see. The Bible says that without vision, what happens? People perish. We need guidance. We need the guidance of the Lord. And in this new year, he will guide us. He will open our eyes and we will see in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 3 please. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. If you are taking notes, like I always take notes, let's title it, I will now turn aside. That's my title, but you might want to change it. My title of this sharing is I will now turn aside. And again, I paused, and I thought he was tending his father-in-law's flock. Remember, not his, his father-in-law's flock. Now, if you come to a point where there's a burning bush, please, what will you do? Because I think I'm thinking differently. What will you do? I think I'm going to go in a different direction. What will come to my mind, just like the cell of old? Alas, for it was borrowed. I will say, alas, these are Jethro's sheep. So I will turn in a different direction. But he said, I will now turn aside. In fact, if you read another translation, I think it's the amplified version, would say, I will now turn aside from the flock. So he left the flock. And he moved closer. So close that God had to say, stop where you are. You are standing on holy ground. He went out to see what was happening there. I called it a perfect decision. Not just the right decision. For me, a perfect decision. Because in a split second, you will probably be thinking, what shall I do? Fire. Turn around. Steer the flock in a different direction. But no, he said, I will now turn aside. And that's the charge that I have for us today. That we get to that point, we'll be able to say, I will now turn aside. That the Lord will lead us to make the best of decisions in the name of Jesus. I'll take one more. Perfect conclusion. This is my own um, title of it. It's, it's in verse 4. Verse 4, please. Verse 4 would say, is it up? So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God then called him. When God saw that he had making this perfect decision, God then decided to talk. Because he had shown him, I'm convinced that when he says, and the angel of the Lord appeared, as I say, capital A, for me, and God appeared. But when he saw the follow-on action from Moses, he decided to speak to him. And then he started to speak. And reminded him, that he's the God of his father, or of his fathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob. This year, the Lord will help us that we will not only um, go in the way, you know, go about our daily business, 
but that we will rely on God for perfect leading. In this new year, as the Lord leads us, we will always have God's presence with us. Remember, it is this same Moses. In fact, I'm looking forward to singing it afterwards. It's this same Moses who will say, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't want to leave this place. As we proceed into the year 2020, may we have perfect vision. May we also take perfect decisions and perfect conclusion from the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. <sighs> preambles. All of those five points were just my preambles. Because I was just reviewing that passage. But I thought I didn't want to stop there. I'm sure there was something else that the Lord was laying on my mind to share with the people. And what was coming to my mind was about life is a journey. I'm sure you agree with me. Moses was on a journey. And if you liken all of this to, let me say, travel by road. Because, of course, when you embark on a journey, you can travel by any means, isn't it? But let's start by going by road because I think that's easier for me to understand and, and communicate. So life like a journey, you travel by road. And then what I was saying to myself is when you're traveling by road, you come across many signs, don't you? In fact, I did a, an exercise as I was driving in this morning, having prepared my notes. As I was driving in, I was looking around me. What does that sign say? What does that sign by the roadside mean? What is that direction? So if you start to picture it as you're driving along or, somebody, or you're in the car or whatever vehicle, you would imagine all the signs as you're driving along. They're there for a reason. Some of them are warnings, aren't they? Be careful, pothole ahead. Be careful, animals pass this um, path. Be careful, tractors pass this path. Be careful, the road is merging. You will remember all that as you're driving along. Now, Moses was on a journey. And I would say from the very beginning of his life, he started that journey, actually. Remember? From the time he was born, he got born into a period when all the male sons had to be killed. You will recall that story that his mother, his parents, they looked at this child and said, indeed he's a godly child or goodly child. And they hatched a plan and said, you know what? We, we can't let the midwives, in fact, before the midwives came, this son came. They looked at him and you know how they hid him. You know how Miriam became involved. I call this, if I'm going to use a sign in life, I call it a diversion. From the moment he was born, there was a diversion. They just had to think of another way around. They couldn't proceed the way they would normally proceed when a new child is born. They had to hide him in a basket, you know, hide, put him on the stream, and you know the story. But there was a diversion right from the beginning of his life. You know, and I'm jumping so many years of his life, and then he got to another sign, if you like, along the road. He got to a T-junction. How would I describe a T-junction? A T. You get to a dead end. And you can't go any further. And that was when he recognized, even though he was in the palace, you know what, the, the honest truth, I'm an Israelite. I might be raised as a prince. I might be in the palace. But really, I'm an Israelite. And so he went out there to defend the Israelites. Remember what happened? He killed the Egyptian. But lo and behold, they turned against him. These same Israelites, what do we have to do with you? 
you murderer. He came to that dead end. It's C-junction. And of course, at the C-junction, it's either you take the left or you take the right. I was on a journey from work, uh, I think that was on Thursday. And I was coming back into Aberdeen. And my plan was to come on a, a motorway that I so love now, the bypass. How many of us have been on that bypass? AWPR. I just love it, even though we were against it. So I wanted to go on the AWPR, coming from Dundee. And I did turn into AWPR. I got distracted with all the exits. And I ended up, I think I was going towards Netherly. So I had to make a U-turn, and I'll come to that one. I made a U-turn, but I didn't know my exit again on the AWPR. And I said, you know what? If you don't know where you're going, you know where you're coming from. So I just went back to <laughs> A90, I think that was. And I just, you know, obviously came back to Aberdeen. But that's life. When you're traveling, there are times that you have to make these split decisions. Moses got to that T-junction. It's either he turns right or he turns left. He turned left, in my own explanation of it. He turned left. He had to flee. And of course, that's how he ended up with Jethro. You know the story. I'm not going into all that. That's how he ended up there with Jethro. That's how he started another 40 years of his life. In fact, I was reading somewhere about Moses, that his life is divided into three 40s. The first 40 years, his growing up years in, in, in Egypt as a prince, the next 40 years, he spent in Midian. Uh, Midian? Midian? Yeah, the Midianites. Yes, he spent in Midian. And then the last 40 years, when God called him at age 80. So you don't know in the house here. You're not 80 yet. Anybody 80 years? You don't know? The Lord is calling you. Calling you for a, a mission. But the Lord called Moses at that age. You know? Anyway, back to my point. He made that decision. T-junction went left. 40 years with Jethro until he got called again. What am I saying? You know, when we get to points in our lives, we do get to points in our lives that we have to make a decision. We come to a T-junction, a dead end, and you think there's nowhere to go. You make a decision, but you turn left. What is my um, encouragement to you today? To say that's not the end of the journey. Please don't give up. Don't think that's it. There's nothing I can do. There's... That's it. I'll just give up. I'll just throw up my arms and that's it. But the Lord is reminding us today, the same God who went into the desert to go and fetch, if you like, Moses and put him back on track, he's still very much around. So if you think you've come to that point, a T-junction, you've taken a left turn, things don't seem to be going well, please be reminded, God is still at work. And hence that song. There is no shadow that he won't light up. There is no mountain he won't climb up just coming after you. The choir didn't even know that, you know, I was sharing along this line. But it just resonated with me the moment you were singing it. There's nothing that the Lord would not do just to get you back. Just as he did for Moses. He went all out. Even if it means going to the desert, even if it means setting the bush on fire and yet it was not born, something unheard of just to bring Moses back. And remember, even when he did that, it wasn't just about Moses, it was about a whole nation. So never mind when you are at that T junction, God is at work, 
is willing to pull you back. But what I would say is, please let's listen out. And that's why I gave the first five points about perfect leading, wherever you are. Even if you feel that you're not being led this far, we can still turn back to God. We need not give up. God is ever near. Hallelujah. As I was writing that, I was also thinking of, although I'm not very good with following it, you know when we're driving, and many cars would have the sat nav, isn't it? And it will be telling you this is the direction. When you get to such a point, take the second left for argument's sake. Unfortunately, I am one of those people that would, and, and you probably would have heard pastors share it. Sometimes the sat-nav would say, turn left, and I'll be telling him, ignore that sat-nav, just go. And then sometimes he will listen to me and ignore sat-nav, and then we'll go, and then we get to it, and he'll say, I, I don't know why I keep listening to you. I should have listened to this sat-nav. But we have a spiritual sat-nav. It doesn't lead us astray. It leads us in the way that we have to go. And that's the Holy Spirit. Let's learn to depend on the Holy Spirit. Let's learn to ask, listen out for the leading. And we can practice it in everyday life, in little things. I try it out. Like that day, I was determined to go on the AWPR. I didn't pray about it. I just said, I like that road. And I'm going on it. And I turned off. Well, I ended up not going on it. So, I then told myself, well, well, maybe I was not supposed to go on it in the first instance. But that's only, you know, little. Learn to listen out to God for direction. Look out for the signs. Look out for the road signs. What does that road sign mean? T-junction, does it mean I should just keep going? Or, you know, to the left... <laughs> Thank you. To the left or to the right. But what I'm trying to say is, know those signs. And while I'm talking about signs, there was something happening in my home last night. And the youngest of the children, um, she was going through the theory test for driving. And so she would ask me, question. I don't know. She said to me, what is an urban clearway? So I said, I don't know. I said, clear the way in the urban area. <laughs> And so she just abandoned me. I went to her dad. And, you know, they were going through the signs, so he was testing her. But what came out of that is that signs have changed a lot. When I was doing my driving tests, we had a booklet. When we finished driving with the driving instructor, driver, driving instructor, are you here? Uh-huh. When we finished driving with you, what then happens is you bring out your booklet that we have studied over time. And you just open any page and you say, what does that sign mean? Um, urban clearway. It will open another. T-junction, diversion. That's all we used to do. It will ask you three questions. That's it, you've passed. <laughs> That's how I passed my tests anyway. <laughs> That's how I passed my tests after doing my practical. The same day I did my practical, the same day I did my test, three questions, and I was done. And I've been driving ever since. <laughs> but things have changed. Pardon me. Things have changed. What I'm trying to point out to us is we need to be more aware of these things. Now, I've been driving many years by the grace of God. So my daughter came to me and said, what does that sign mean? I said, I don't know. That's because the signs have changed. Signs keep changing. So please be, and, and Barabella, you'll be able to tell us that as well. Amen. I mustn't dwell on that. Barabella will teach us more about that one. 
<laughs> That's not my strong point. Now, another point, or another sign, another road sign, I've used it already, is the U-turn. Pastor Wilfred would share with us, he said, if you're going in the wrong direction, it's no point driving faster, because you're still going in the wrong direction. Once you know that you're going in the wrong direction, you don't recognize that area anymore, please make a U-turn. And so in the early days of Satnav, it was called uh, a particular one that we had, Tom Tom. Okay. Um, Sister Imo, are you there? Bramasha uh, and I, we, Tom Tom. So we had this Tom Tom, and I would take off from Abadin. I would put my children into the car, and I'm saying, that's me. I'm off to London. So I used to drive my children to London when my husband said he's not going. But I would use this Tom Tom. Okay? And then it would tell you the direction to go. Then you get to a point. He will say, um, you have now reached your destination. And then I'll look around me. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere, you have now reached your destination. And me being me, I'll just turn around. It might involve me driving around that place for the next half an hour because I'm no longer listening to this sat nav. So I think it was my early experience that has caused me not to listen. But all I'm trying to say, please listen. And they've been updated now. But much more so, listen to your spiritual satnav. If you are going in the wrong direction, please don't drive faster. Make a U-turn. The satnav now will tell you when you get to a convenient place, please make a U-turn. And so once you start having that signal in your spirit, make a U-turn. Please make a U-turn. It just might be that you are embarking on a journey as you are now. Maybe you are embarking on a project as you are now. Maybe you are embarking on a relationship as you are here seated. But it's not of the Lord. Please make a U-turn. It's no point continuing and hoping that things will change because it won't change. Make a U-turn as led by the spiritual satnav. And that's another sign along the road. You get to a crossroad. We know the crossroad, don't we? We still remember our signs for those of us who drive. Okay, only a few of us. We get to a crossroad. You get to a spiritual crossroad. You get to a physical crossroad. But imagine driving along the road. And again, because I love driving. I love being on the road. I so remember I was going for somebody's um, wedding or the engagement part of it, the traditional wedding. But I was rushing to get there ahead of time so I could speak to um, the parents. So I got to a junction. I knew where I was going. So I just drove past. And then there was this car that was like honking and honking. It was afterwards that I discovered that that road was a crossroad. And I was supposed to have stopped there. Actually, there was a sign on the road. You know those lines that will tell you to stop and look left and right before you go? But that day, I didn't. I was in such a hurry. Crossroad. I forgot. I just drove. It was the Lord who delivered, obviously. But please watch it. You get to crossroads in life. And I've written here, it's a dangerous um, junction. You get to a dangerous junction in life where you have to stop 
In fact, to cross the road, it will say things like, stop, look, and listen. Well, you need to stop. Not just slow down, but please stop, as what our instructors will tell us. Stop at that junction. It's dangerous. There are other road users, legitimate road users as that, at that. Although, having said that, there are others that might not be as legitimate as they drive around. But just be careful about that spiritual crossroad. And that's where you then have to make that decision. If I left to me, this passage that I read to us today, Moses was at a spiritual crossroad. And so he stopped. And he observed. And then he, he took that decision to say, I will step aside. So please remember that phrase. I will now step aside. It means that one is at a crossroad. I will step aside. I will look. I will listen before I take that decision. And the Lord will lead us in Jesus' name. I'm going to take one more. And for me, this is the trickiest of, junk, of signs, of road signs. And it's when you come to a Y junction. You know the Y junction? It's just like a Y, isn't it? And then I recall the spiritual or the satnav, not spiritual now, the ordinary satnav, would say something like, keep left. Can you remember that? It would say, keep left. Many a times I miss it because I'm not even sure. As I'm driving, I'm looking at the road, I'm also looking at that thing to say, so keep left. What I'm trying to say there is it's so tricky that if you're not careful, you could just miss that turning. You might just continue. And then some satnavs for me are not clear enough as to am I actually turning left? Am I keeping left? Or, or what am I supposed to be doing? So I miss it. I just say to myself, I'm sure there's a roundabout ahead. I'll go and turn. But why waste time? That's why many of us end up going round in circles. That's why the Lord said to the children of Israel, you have circled this mountain long enough. Please go north. And so what I'm saying to us today is, also, you could get to that Y junction. Again, it's not a T junction. That is clear cut. That you know, okay, I'm going there and I'm going right. It's Y. And sometimes I, get, I, I tell myself that it doesn't matter if I miss it. We'll meet up in front. I, I, I just don't know why I do that, but I do. But I think it's something that I've got, to, I believe it's something I've got to stop as well. Because I end up spending longer hours traveling. And you don't want that really on your life journey. When the sat nav is very clear in telling you, keep right. And then you decide, no, it's okay, there's a roundabout. If I have told myself, maybe my sat nav is so old, it's not updated. You know you have some like that, that are not updated. So when they've changed the road to a roundabout or whichever way, it's not always updated. But update your spiritual satna. Did you hear that? Update your spiritual satna. And when we say we come to a wide junction and we've got to do things slightly different, that's all we're asking. Some of us, and let me use this point to just chip in. You know, some of us will say, but that's the way I've been doing it all along. That's the way I was raised. Um, as a child. So that's the way I'm going to raise my children. But what we are saying to us is let's do it slightly different. Veer right a little bit. Veer left a little bit. Give in here and there. 
please don't let us insist on our ways. I've used myself as an example, especially in my driving. But please, when you are driving, especially on the journey of life, remember that we do have a proper guide. We have one that is constantly being updated. So it's not going to lead us astray. So when it says to us, do something slightly different, please do it differently. Listen as the Lord is telling us. Listen as the Lord is leading us. It might mean that we do something slightly different, and I'm still on the Y junction. It might mean that we do something slightly different even in our relationships, in the way we deal with each other. Um, Sister Bidemi was leading us in prayers uh, or, or in the workers' meeting earlier, and we we're talking about relationships. Husbands, how are you dealing with your wives? In fact, we use the verse that says, you know, if you don't deal with them gently as, as the weaker vessel, be careful so that your prayers are not hindered. She gave us a version for the mothers as well and the version for the children as well. Everybody has a role to play. So on this journey of life, have you identified the road sign? Check with yourself now. I've talked about the diversion. Maybe you're going through something just now. And it's just, it might just be a diversion in life. You'll get back on track. But you need to listen out for the Lord. Have you reached that point where you think there's no going forward? The T-junction, or some of us will call it the dead end. Remember, you can turn left or right. But find out from the Lord, which way should I go? Remember that there's another sign here, the U-turn. If you have to make a U-turn, please make that U-turn. Don't continue on the journey. The crossroad is dangerous. Please stop. Stop where you're not sure. Listen out for the Lord. What is the Lord telling you? As we go into this new year, please let's draw on these things. Remind ourselves we are still on that journey. We're journeying into the year 2020. The Lord himself is going on ahead of us. And the people say, Amen. you know what the psalmist said? He said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. So set him ahead of you. Let's set him ahead of us as we enter into this new year. Let's look out for those road signs. Those road warnings. I still remember a day I, I was driving in the rain and I was behind a truck. I could not see. It was raining so heavily. I couldn't see where I was going, but I knew there was a truck in front. And I needed to see ahead of me. I'm sure anybody would want to do that. And then I was oscillating between do I overtake or should I just continue on this safe path? But this truck continued to spray me on top of the, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to overtake this truck. So, of course, I sped up. And the more I was speeding just overtake, the more the spray from the truck, the more the rain. And I thought, the decision, decisions, decision, just overtake this truck. So, there are times that you have to make this, that is life, a life full of decision making. May we not miss our way. In the name of the Lord Jesus. As we go into 2020, please pray into it that the Lord will give us perfect vision. Please pray into it that the Lord would 
honor us with his presence that the Lord will guide us continually. Paradventure, we miss it, that the Lord will help us and steer us back on the right path in the name of the Lord Jesus. I believe this is a good point for us to pray. Why don't you bow your head? You're on a journey. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.